And we're back. I'm Steven. I'm Kevin. And this is Lou Time. All right, Kev. Yes, Steven. It's a week away from Christmas. Oh my gosh, where'd the time go? And people are just digging our weekly episodes. That's good. I know, right? It's fantastic. People gotta keep liking our Us. stuff because it makes me feel special. Makes me feel happy. Yeah. And I love you guys listening. Don't get me wrong. You guys are amazing fans. You guys have been really responsive to our new episodes. Mm -hmm. And I like it. So keep on listening. Um, So if you guys are listening to us for the very first time, um, thank you. And uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, uh, Loot Time Podcast, or maybe that's where you found us to begin with, which is awesome. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LewTimePod. And make sure to subscribe to us on your podcast listening platforms. Yes, please. So, uh, last week, our uh, franchise was Die Hard. Yes. And we died really, really hard. With a vengeance. After after uh, recording that episode. So we had to wake up and uh, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, we uh, talk about uh, the themes that come in the Loot Crate subscription boxes every week. Um, and this month's theme for December, 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 uh, December is scavenge. Um, so when this episode comes out, just to let you guys know, you'll only have three days Ooh. left to order your scavenge Loot Crate. Um, obviously, this comes out weekly, so we'll make sure to keep you guys you know, up to date on, on when you need to order your loot crates by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, this week we will be talking about Tomb Raider yes, and what she has to do in her life to scavenge stuff and parts and make sure she beats the bad guys. Trinity. Uh, but first it's time to scavenge for parts. Wait, I'm reading the wrong, uh, Question. Oh, no. There we go. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Bone. Oh, no. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, so, Kev. Yes, Steven. You and the main character from the last movie or show that you watched to scavenge for survival in a post-apocalyptic world. How do you fare? Oh, God. Uh, well, I've got Frank for F is for Family. That was the last uh, show you watched, huh? Yeah, so that's that's Bill Burr's character. Mm. Um, and, and how is this character for scavenging? Not good. Not good? He's he's, he's uh, kind of a... Uh, he's not afraid to bark at, at his family because, you know, back in the 70s, the man was like... He was the house. He was... What he said was the rules. And it seems like you're younger than... Right. Him, so he'd probably be telling you to go out and scavenge for parts. But outside of the house, he's kind of like a coward. Like oh. he works at the airport and like he doesn't want to deal with his boss and he doesn't really like confrontation that much. But if it's like around the house. So he's kind of like authority at home, but then out in public, he's kind of like a softy. 
So you're thinking he'd be too afraid to go even go outside and scavenge? Yeah, maybe. So, so it'd be you on your own? Uh, yeah, maybe. Or I don't know. It would it would be very complicated. Um, he would get upset. I don't think he'd be very vocal. Um, he's if you couldn't sense Bill Burr uh, during a a scavenging event, that would probably be the best description. With like. Yeah, if you've if you've ever seen F is for Family, Frank is probably not the most suitable person to be. He would he would probably just be dead weight. All right, you that's know. sad for you, I guess. I know, right? I'm screwed. You're gonna die, Kev. <laughs> sad. So me, I was just watching the new season of The Ranch, and there's a lot of main characters in you there. Pick from. So I mean, I think the mainest character mm-hmm. is going to be Colt Bennett. Was that Ashton Kutcher? That's Ashton Kutcher's character. Okay. And he's kind of a moron, so I kind of might be in the same boat as you, although he would bring some beer. Right. Um, he likes to party. So he's, he's got the entertainment factor. I think factor. he's got the entertainment factor, and he, he is pretty good at, at building and getting things done, mm-hmm. and I think with his background, he might be a decent enough person, person to... to go and find supplies mm-hmm. i mean he could be funny i mean it might be stupid he could run into a bear or something and think he can hug it or something right oh it's warm and fuzzy and then just mauled by but the i bear. think but i think when when the going gets tough he can handle himself he's got that backbone. he's got the backbone to be able to handle himself and get stuff done now one of the things you could kind of look at in one of the episodes there was a fire mm-hmm and uh, his wife was caught in the fire. You need to go look for her. And he, and he went in there. And he went in. He needed to go help. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the, the type of person that would be great to go scavenging with. Right. Because he'd be willing to go into some danger. Even if it, you know, affects him. Yep, to get something. To get supplies. So I think he's a good that's choice. smart. Yeah. All right. So this week on Loot Time, uh, like we mentioned at the top, uh, we're going to be talking about Tomb Raider. A lot of different things Tomb Raider. Yeah. Beginning of Tomb Raider. The current Tomb Raider. The middle of Tomb Raider. All over in, Tomb in Raider. In between. Yes. So, Tomb Raider is an action-adventure video game developed by Core Design and published by Eidos Interactive. It was released in 1996 for Sega Saturn. If you guys even know what that is, the pe- right. people you that are listening to you might be too young for that. PlayStation. Um, and MS-DOS, which is what computers were called back you know, in the day. Back, back in the day. Uh, Tomb Raider <laughs> was released for N-Gage devices in 2003. And that I don't even, I don't know what N-Gage uh, devices are. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, and for PlayStation Network in North America in August 2009. And in Europe, August 2010. Tomb Raider follows the exploits of Lara Croft, an English archaeologist in search of ancient treasures. The game received critical acclaim, with some critics declaring it as one of the greatest video games ever made. And I would almost have to agree. That was my favorite thing to play, you know, when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Now, it could have been because it was a hot chick on a computer screen and I can actually play as her. Right. So that could, that that, that, that could have been it. Young but, boys. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, the game was commercially successful, selling over 7 million copies worldwide. The game is considered widely influential influential, serving as a template for many 3D action-adventure games that would follow. And there were quite a few. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, I mean, it was a little bit later on, but you had uh, Uncharted. Um, I guess I don't there was think of other games that were like. There was an Indiana Jones game for the 64. Oh, there was, yeah. I mean, it's kind of even like GoldenEye. I mean, you're yeah. not looking for, I mean, it's an action adventure game. Yeah. GoldenEye definitely took after, uh, you know, it was a first person shooter, although mm. it was more of a first person's perspective, not a third person type of body, but I mean, it was a similar type of, yeah, type of thing. Um, Perfect Dark, Ooh. I mean, Doom. Yeah. I guess maybe Doom came before Tomb Raider. Yeah. I think it might have. Early 90s. Yeah, but a lot of even the current games follow. just follow that type of action adventure. Um, so for those of you that don't know much about the originals, the original game was mostly all about puzzles mm. and trying to solve them and get from point A to point B. Um, I read an article recently about the only six, there were only six human deaths, and that happened more towards the end of the game. The, the climax like, the of cli- the game. Pretty much the end of the game was mm-hmm. the actual humans, and there were only six of them you needed to kill. Okay. Um, but lots of animals. Which is the sad part. There, there, were, there were jaguars, tigers, lions, bears, dinosaurs. And dinosaurs? I know, yes! What is this, Turok? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but you, didn't, you didn't know there was a giant-ass T-Rex at the end of the game you needed to kill. Wow. And he took about like six or seven grenades if you could actually. That's a twist right there. I mean, and then if you ran out of grenades and you had to like shoot them with your pistols. Yeah. And that was the other thing. There were shotguns and pistols, I think, in the original. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then you got the second game where I think it added like Uzis to it. Yeah. And then the third game added like assault rifles to to your repertoire. Okay. But then as it progressed, you know, more humans were being killed instead of animals. Right. But then again, the first one did place take place in more of a jungle setting. So you, yeah, you have your natural surroundings of animals. Yeah, where these new ones actually take place in more Cities urban and, and city locations, yeah. except for the latest one was all on an island too, dealing with the Sun Queen and, and yeah. Trinity and stuff like that. Um, so did you play the games growing up? I did not have access to Tomb Raider um, growing up. I diddle-daddled on the 360 for the ones uh, on there, but I didn't fully play a Tomb Raider game until the rise of Tomb Raider on the Xbox One. That's so sad. I know. I missed a lot of See, my friend, my friend Ben got me hooked on the original Tomb Raider, which mm-hmm. was an amazing game. And then when Tomb Raider 2 and Tomb Raider 3 came out, yeah. I played those games through like nobody's Probably business. Like, like five, six, seven, eight times. I memorized the game. Like I could literally play the game to where every secret was, where every bad guy was, mm-hmm. how to beat every single puzzle. Like that's the other thing about puzzle games. When you beat it once, you know the tricks. You know the tricks and everything. But mm-hmm. still, I wanted to play that game just over and over, over, and, over again. and over again. And it okay, it might have been playing as a hot chick. I right. I can't confirm. Or did I? But why I played the game over and over again? That's 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 good though because then it, I mean, it shows it, it has good replay value. Yes, and, and for a game that obviously you knew, I mean, it was it wasn't like these new games where they tend to get smarter as you play, mm-hmm. or the same bad guy doesn't populate in the same spot all the time. Right, everything's randomized. You know, now. it's randomized, and and so yeah, you could replay these games and they have great replay value. But back then, back then it was literally the same game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, nothing changed. It was straightforward gaming. Mm-hmm. And also back then, there was a lot more... I think actually... So back then, the scavenging wasn't for 
parts and stuff like it is now. It was artifacts. It was artifacts. And, and I yeah. memorized where all of the artifacts Maps were. And... Yep, and, and and stuff like that. And these games, which is kind of cool, it's mm-hmm. kind of a new take on Tomb Raider. Yeah. Where you have to upgrade your bow and arrow or upgrade your pistols and upgrade your weapons and you scavenge for mm-hmm. parts and trade them in throughout the game. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And, and if you don't scavenge for new parts, your weapons don't get better. And as, as you get through the game, the bad guys get harder. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to fight them with mediocre weapons. Exactly. So yeah. you kind of want to go out and, right. and, and find and, these. And, and obviously, you know, back then I wanted a hundred percent games. Like I've mentioned on several podcasts in the past, mm-hmm. I like a hundred percenting games. Right. And that means finding everything. everything. And so it, it makes it more fun. I think it, right. I mean, obviously it tends to draw the game out a little bit longer and you're playing mm-hmm. it. For more time, but hey, if I'm paying sixty dollars for a game, you want to make it last. I'm going to make it last. So obviously, you're pay- playing Red Dead Redemption. Don't you? Don't you feel like it'd be a waste just to play through the story and, right. and not and then forget all the side side stuff? Side stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people do that. People burn through games. It's kind of like Call of Duty or all those games. They're like they're in it for the online modes and right. just burn through the the story mode. But me, I'm like, no, I want to collect everything. I want to. Do right. the game as much as I possibly can. And I will say real quick, uh, a lot of people are saying, like, the single-player days are gone. But you have the stories of the Tomb Raider games. You have the story of the new God of War. Or Last of Us. The Last of Us is coming out. You have Red Dead 2. And look at all the reception that we've gotten for all these games. And, and, and they say single player is dead. The story yeah, is. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where Call of Duty went, too. The Call of Duty was like, what, a 20-minute storyline? and then, That okay, no one online, cares about. Then, that no one cares about, and then it's all online. Right. But see, I grew up playing multiplayer games, but, but, with, but had, with friends. Right. So, like, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. Yes, so... I never got into online gaming. I just right. couldn't. I, and then maybe it was the whole computer thing. Maybe it was the whole not knowing anyone else that played it and playing mm-hmm. with random people. people. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's the that's the way it goes. So now everything is all online. The stupid Fortnite thing that I don't even want to get into. Unbelievable. Like it just seems like kids aren't leaving their house or. Like, can They're you not even, going outside. Can you even play multiplayer games, like, on the couch anymore? Uh, see, and that's the thing is, maybe some of you don't know couch play. That's how we used to play. Like, that was the way to play. Uh, now it, you've got to have friends with the same console and play online. I mean, it's... I don't know. It, like, I don't know if that exists anymore. I feel like playing two, like, two, three player mm-hmm. on your couch is like, nope, I need, sorry, you want to play Fortnite? Perfect. I'm going to go back to my house. Right. You're already here. No, I got to go back to my house and play because we we can't play multiplayer games, games on our, on, it has to be online. Right. It, do, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why not get a group of, you know, okay, so you can play online mode with eight to 20 players or whatever mm-hmm. the deal is with it, right? Yeah. So you get 20 controllers. Connect them all, Bluetooth up to your PlayStation, play. Well, I guess you need multiple. I guess it's the map thing. I guess maybe that's where the difference is. Yeah. Is you need the maps. You can't, like, GoldenEye split the screen into four different oh, sections. Oh, right. They don't have that, maybe. Yeah, that that might be that it. That format, that split screen. 
Yeah, I guess you can't really split it 20 ways. The little, you mean, maybe like 120 oh, inch <laughs> screen or something to, to play it on. But Tomb yeah. Raider, Tomb Raider, yeah, it might be a solo game you play by yourself, but you can get friends involved. You can right. bring them all over. You're like, oh my God, you got to get you that. You got to get that. Like, yeah. So, I mean, did you, when you played, uh, you said Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Mm-hmm. Did you go hunted for everything? Was that kind of your. I or, did for a little bit. There were definitely moments where it was just like, maybe I should go turn around and double check to make sure there wasn't something. Yeah, like, and I do like the open worldness of it right. too. Like that's where a lot of games are going too. And you can craft. Old, and yep. you can... Old Tomb Raider was straight line, point A, point B. Mm-hmm. That was it. This Tomb Raider, you I mean, you, multiple you know, directions. Multiple you directions. Go. It's open. Open world is kind of the way gaming is going, and I mm-hmm. like it. I mean, that's. I guess even like I guess Uncharted was pretty one dimensional. You know, you go this way and. That's right. about it, which is fine. I mean, I right. still like those it's, games. It suits that particular game. Yeah, but Tomb Raider, I'm glad that they're still... I'm glad it's still around. Right. Like, I think... I mean, obviously, it kind of... I don't know if it necessarily died off, but... Kind of about? I mean, the 90s had the original three, and then mm-hmm. Tomb Raider Revelations, and I think one other one. Yeah. And then it kind of died off till like, 2000. 12 or 13 when they kind of brought it back. Right. I mean, you had the Angelina Jolie movies kind of mixed in there and those mm-hmm. were decent enough. Um, but then with these new Tomb Raiders, now they're like, okay, let's, let's get back into movies again. Mm-hmm. And this last movie, we just sat down and watched it. Yeah, we it. just watched it. Um, I mean, it was fantastic. It I really followed, enjoyed it. It followed the Tomb Raider storyline, the new mm-hmm. Tomb Raider storyline extremely well. Um, some of the things that even Kev saw is like, oh my it's god, she ju- she it looked like a video game. She jumped on the on the bars on the boat and kind of shimmied along, right? And then she had that ice pick climber thing too, like she did in the new games. Yep. Like, and the the dual wielding pistols. Well, that was at the end. That, that was, was that was that was, to, the, that was to make you think you want to right. see a sequel of it. But like, uh, uh, just like the rise of the Tomb Raider, it was like rise of the Tomb Raider, but on the big screen, like the outfit, the, the scenario, like the environment, the, the weapons, like the gameplay were like, like Steven said was like the way she was jumping or climbing or on the railing. And I was like, that's, that's a that's video, a video game. game. And and that was definitely a great motion on the video game. It was, you know, right. It, it was a great way to take a video game and turn it into a movie. Like there's been a lot of video game movies, movies out that there sucked. that that just don't have what it needs the capacity to be good. Yep. And this it was like the same thing that I had mentioned was like uh, I don't know how closely related video game companies were to the films, but it seemed with Tomb Raider that Square Enix was pretty close to the production of this movie. They probably didn't want it screwed up like all the other ones. Right, and then give Tomb Raider a bad name. Exactly. We want to keep it keep it good. Now, one other thing that I mentioned while we were watching the movie was, now you guys might disagree with me and whatever, but Tomb Raider, for the longest time, or at mm-hmm. least everyone now, wants, we need female-based movies. Oh, yeah. You know what yep. I mean? We, we want to make sure that we want the Ghostbusters to be female. We want the Oceans movies to have females. We want everything to be females because we want female characters out there. Now, but, Tomb Raider was the original female action hero, and that right. was 1996. Right. I mean, you can make up your own characters and make them badasses. But Laura Croft was always there. Yep. She could have been your she could have been your action hero, 
like blueprint for right. all future movies. Right. But no, you have to whine about it and, and switch and, the roles, or or just make something that doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and they, it was like when Wonder Woman came out, everyone was praising it because it was like, you know, the first like female lead. But it's like even then, it it could just be today's world because it could be. the the Tomb Raider movies that came out in the early two thousands, like no one said anything about that. Exactly, but that wasn't the culture back then. Right. They were like, oh, this is a great movie, but right. th- that wasn't the culture of women first or whatever the deal was. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have those type of roles. And I, dude, I love. Tomb Raider. Right. I love they should be out there. Yep, they should be. And and I think they can be built for themselves and they don't right. need to mirror or match themselves off something that a male movie I mean right. doing I mean it's just nothing. Like we talked about like Die Hard last week. Die Hard with a female character. Why? Does it really matter? Right. And then there's like the whole thing of like uh uh I remember with the whole rumors going around about like James Bond twenty five and what. Oh, it needs to be a. They wanted it to be, be a, female. a female. And I was like, but he was written as a man. Yeah, you don't have to gender. You don't have to change gender roles. Make your own James Bond. Right. Make your own spy thriller movie character, character and just do it yourself. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure you can you, find someone that is willing. You don't have to call her Jane, Jane, Jane Bond. Bond. Right. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You you could call her whatever. Right. And and make your own spy thriller girl movie. I'm sure it'll work. I'll go see it. Right. As long as it's done right and it's good. And it, like, you know, it's it's like uh, I I saw an article of like Dan Aykroyd was saying was uh, recorded saying that uh, they're he's working on some people are working on a new Ghostbusters film, and it's like well then what was the point of the the one that just came out. Yeah, like you guys cameoed in it, and but now you're saying you're working on a new one. Then what was the point of this one that came out? Like, was yeah. it just for the swap? I think it was. I think I mean, it personally, I mean, regardless of the swap, regardless of being well, the, the movie, first, it was a joke of a movie. Anyways. Right. I never like, saw it, and I it, still don't want to see it. I mean, I saw it just because, so I could say it sucked. Like, yeah. I, I like if everyone's gonna say, if I I can't say a movie sucks if I've never seen it. It's I was. What I saw. I mean, was, the trailer sucked. Like yeah. the reason I didn't want to see the movie originally was because of the stupid trailer. And like I, I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't want it to ruin my childhood. It, <laughs> it was it was the same characters but in female form, pretty much. Yes. And that's like, I don't know. It's for my opinion. It's I see that as an insult. Is because you're too lazy to find a new character. That you're just like, you know what? Let's that's just a, replace But them. that's in general, too. All the reboots and remakes and stuff. like There's it's no just, creativity. The, yeah, the creativity's gone. Now, you might be saying, well, they're ripping comic book movies from the comics. But yes and no. Mm-hmm. They're literally making up their own story. Storyline as it goes. As it goes. But they're but still using, using like, the roots yeah, so of you, the story Or the content. Line. I mean, right. you got Thanos snapping his fingers. Granted, yes, right. in the movie, he did it for a different reason than he did it in the right. comics. But they wrote their own way of doing way of it. doing it. Like uh, in the trailer for uh, Endgame, we saw Scarecrow Thanos, uh, yep. like his armor. But it's, you know, it's I don't know. It's they 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 take the source material, but then they put their own spin on it. Exactly, they go their own direction. I think it. that's what needs to happen. So we are gonna 
you know, continue on like we usually do in our podcast. Kind of touched on a little touchy subject. Yeah, there I know. We uh, we burned it, burned some uh, retinas with some people's Maybe. ears or eardrums. That's that's just our opinions. Yes, our opinions. Don't go cranky at me. Although that could make our podcast blow up. That's true. You'd be we like, oh my god, look this. at these guys talked about. They're this. sexist. Oh my god! And now we have like a million listens on our right. podcast. Like, jeez, that's how that's how we go viral. We did, yeah, right. Blown up for the hey, wrong reason. There's here. no bad publicity, right? That's <laughs> like you're pulling us out of context. Here. All right, okay. So let's talk about something a little, a uh, little bit less different. sensitive. Okay, so uh, from ScreenRant.com, I got Tomb Raider: Fifteen Things You Never Knew About Lara Croft. Ooh. Now the funny thing is, is I. Doug no. Lara Croft so much that, you that I pretty much knew a lot it's of It's going to be like that Batman quiz a I long know, time right? ago. Okay, so there are a few video game heroes who have expanded out of the medium that created them. Tomb Raider's Lara Croft is one of them. Thanks to her movies, games, and even comic books, Lara Croft has become a household name. Like Mario, Sonic, and a few others, Everyone knows. Lara's name and look are recognizable to people who have... Uh, who have never played the game mm-hmm. and possibly will never play a video right. game. Just because people know Lara doesn't mean they know her, and this includes her most hardcore fans. I will say, after watching the most recent Tomb Raider film, it made me want to go back and play the games. Yeah. Though it's easy to dismiss Lara as a shallow character and Indiana Jones ripoff, there's a lot more to her than most people realize. Lara is more than a pretty face. In fact, she has ended the lives of countless men and supernatural creatures mm-hmm. across her dozen games, making her a force to be reckoned with. There's tons of little-known trivia and secrets about the uh, one of gaming's first ladies. A lot of these facts involve the original development and design of Lara as a character, yet a few of them refer to insane accomplishments of the character in the series since their mutual creation. Lara Croft may never completely shake the impression of a vapid vixen, but do so but do so a huge mistake. Here are 15 things you never knew about Lara Croft's Tomb Raider. She has appeared on more magazine covers than any supermodel. Wow. Okay. Is that like, uh, like the video game version or is that like the persona of actresses portraying Lara? So here we go. So Lara may be fictional, but her image obviously sells. Mm -hmm. This isn't just reflected in the amount of games that Lara has sold. Lara has also been responsible for the selling of magazines. Lara has appeared on more covers of magazines than any other supermodel ever. Granted, the figure, figures are in, uh, inflated by the various looks that Lara has sported and various movies she has, that have been released, but this feat is still impressive. As of June 2016, Lara has appeared on over 1,100 magazine covers. Wow, I suppose, yeah, I mean, she is a popular cosplayer, too. Uh, ga- gaming yeah. magazines such as Game Informer are the mo- her most frequent home for Lara. Okay. But she has been um, on some magazines that have nothing to do with gaming or movies, such as the Financial Times. I, I, I guess I could see that. All right. Next up. Lara, sorry, okay, this, this you're going to make everyone uh, cranky, but that's okay. Uh-oh. So Lara's famous bosom size oh, was yeah. a mistake. Oh. Lara Croft's body has been obsessed over and studied for far too long <laughs> for anyone, let alone a fictional character. However, one or two of Lara's most famous features are reportedly a mistake. One of the original developers of Tomb Raider, Nigel West, confessed years after the game first released that the size of Lara's chest was a mistake of coding. 
According to Wes, one of many lines of codes created Lara was entered incorrectly, and it resulted in her impossibly large breast size. However, rather than fixing the issue, the game and Lara were shipped as is, with the hope that no one would notice. Well, people did notice. <laughs> a lot of boys noticed. Yes, a lot of young boys noticed. Yeah, baby girls, you never know. Okay. Yeah. Other Tomb, Raid, Tomb Raider developers have since thrown doubt to Nigel's story, explaining that he knew exactly what was going on with Lara. <laughs> the size might have started as a mistake, but it was very much embraced when it occurred. Which well, it did. And with uh, with Angelina Jolie and her Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I mean, I guess the new Tomb Raider, not so much. Right. I don't even think of the games her boobs are that. No. That big. But it's 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 like uh, I think we're like. To me, it's not like a big deal. No. I mean, it's like what does that have to do with, with the, the actual game? The the game, the persona of her character. Yep. So, Lara Cruz, Tomb Raider. Oh. The reason that the design team had to scramble for an English name was because Lara originally wasn't English. Though the bulk of original develop, development, Lara Croft was Lara Cruz. Oh. The name wasn't the only difference either. Whereas Lara is a posh English lady, Lara Cruz was a rough and tumble treasure hunting mercenaries from some nondescript South American country. Cruz and Croft did share a PhD in archaeology mm-hmm. and obtained their most combat skills from their fathers. However, in every other arena, they differed. Lara Cruz was meant to be more aggressive and meaner looking than Croft. Well, I mean, uh, Laura Croft still has, like, an intimidating, like, a lot of people, like, underestimate her, but then she continuously kicks ass. ass. All right. She can mechanically lock her butler in the freezer. I don't know if you remember this from the original games. Oh, oh yeah, in the, the first or the second, second one? one. In Tomb Raider 2, Lara's iconic mansion, Croft Manor, was greatly expanded from what was seen in the first game. Croft Manor was just big enough and released just early enough in game history that mm-hmm. players could amuse themselves for hours just hopping around the mansion. I watched a YouTube video of that. One of the cruelest but funniest things that players could do in Croft Manor was lock the tottering, shaky butler, Winston, in the walk-in freezer. Winston could follow Lara everywhere in the mansion, and by walking into the freezer, running out, and locking the door, it was possible to trap the poor, almost infirm Winston. What a way to go. Yep, I did that. That was pretty funny. I mean, if the opportunity is there, why not? For years, this existed as a fun player trick, but in the DLC for Rise of the Tomb Raider, Lara locking Winston in the freezer was made canon. (laughs) That's good. Yep. (laughs) So... Uh, there was never a cheat to remove her clothes. Sorry, folks. Oh, like, yeah. See, everyone thought you could go put, could put Laura in the shower and remove her clothes. Perverts. I know, right? From the moment of her creation, Lara Cross was a symbol. This was despite the fact that, on her onset, she was just a series of jagged shapes stuck together. With the fervor over Lara's appearance, a persuasive rumor circulated that it was possible to remove our, all her clothes in the game, with just a cheat or glitch. Throughout the schoolyard in the late 90s, Mm -hmm. stories circulated of increasingly ridiculous way to remove Lara's clothing. However, they were all false. The only way anyone ever removed Lara's clothing from Tomb Raider was with hacking and mods. There's nothing in the original game's code that would allow Lara to appear in such a fashion. 
On top of it all, original developer Eidos legally went after hackers who tried to make mods that could allow this to happen. Good. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, damaging their product. Exactly. All right. You probably already know this, but that's okay. She's the best-selling video game heroine in history. Lara is a lot more than just uh, more than most famous video game heroine. She's also the most successful. This isn't just in the universe of games either, although Lara is clearly loaded. <laughs> Lara is the best-selling female video game hero ever. Throughout yeah. the run of Tomb Raider series, games headlining Lara have sold 40 million. 880,000 units overall. This smashes the record of second place heroine Samus Aran of the Metroid series, who has sold less than half that number. Lara might have had more games released than Samus, but it's very but it's a very slight lead. This record allowed Lara to enter the Guinness Book of World Records. Although sales figures is just one of the several records she has smashed. Wow. Yes, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, you have your Metroid games, but like, I, don't, I think she is more recognizable as a character than Samus and, and whatnot, but that would be another, another uh, cool film done correctly, a Metroid film. Yeah. She's been played by countless different actresses. Lara has not always had a set look. A lot of the changes to Lara have been with improvements in technology. Her voice has also changed. She has been played by a vast number of actresses. This is slightly unusual for a primarily video game character. For example, Charles Marinette has been the voice of Mario pretty much since Mario has had a voice. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet the guy. Really? At uh, Wizard World. Let's go! Yep. That guy, I remember watching YouTube videos and mm. the guy always seems happy. Lara has been played by over eight different actresses. Really? Shelley Bond voiced Lara in the first game. Mm. She was followed by Judith Gibbons, who had the job for a year. Janelle Elliott voiced Lara from 1999 to 2003, and Keely Howes, uh, Hawes played Lara from 2006 to 2010. Currently, Grey's Anatomy actress Camila Luddington voices Lara in the video game series. Okay. This doesn't even include Angelina Jolie's portrayal in the movies, Minnie Driver in a short-lived animated series, wow. and of course, Alicia Vikander in the current movie series. Which she was pretty good in. Yes. Last but not least, in what I'm going to say, this hasn't been all 15 if you're counting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones was set to play her first. I could see that. Yeah. Although Lara was created years before Angelina Jolie became a superstar, it felt like the actress was born to play her in the first movie. She... Yep. The original design of Lara and early 2000 Jolie look nearly identical. But, yeah. However, a very different type of actress was nearly signed to play Lara in the cinematic debut. Worried that the movie would tank without a recognizable action-adventure female star, Catherine Zeta-Jones was courted for the role. Zeta-Jones, who had been in The Phantom, Entrapment, and The uh, Mask of Zorro, was thought to be the safer bet. Dude, I loved Entrapment. And The Phantom. Phantom and The Mask of Zorro. Yeah. So they're all good. I love The Phantom. I want to be The Phantom. That was a good movie. At that time, there was too much controversy swirling around Angelina Jolie. Eventually, though, after extensive arguing by movie director Simon West, Jolie was cast. The movie wasn't a critical success, but it launched Jolie's career and made many fans think of her as a real-life Lara Croft. There you go. So, 
Um, make sure to go, make sure you guys check our website, lutimepodcast.com, for the remainder of the 15 that I did not uh, They'll be there. talk about today. Because, you know, we want to keep these podcasts relatively short, short for you folks. Yes. So let's close it out. Um, make sure you guys sign up for Loot Crate by the 19th of December, which is only three days away. Mm-hmm. Use the code CROFT. Yeah. To Crop save or... 20%. On any Tomb Raider or Lara Croft related items at Hot Comics and Collectibles in New Hope, Minnesota, Jordan, Minnesota, and Richfield, Minnesota. And if you do not live in Minnesota, head over to HotComicsAndCollectibles.com. They will ship to and you. And ship to you from there. So you can find us on social media at Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Loot Time Podcast. You can contact us on our website, LootTimePodcast.com. Or at lootime at yahoo.com. Um, if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you give us a good rate and review, five stars, subscribe, you know, all the fun stuff. Much appreciated. If you listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Podmust, and a lot of other pod related apps, be sure to rate us on there by giving us some stars. And then head over to smashbomb.com, search light, search, <laughs> Lootime Podcast. And give us, give us a nice review on there. Please. Please. And until next time, I am Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night.